Featuring six hours for a lifetime, coming to you from an undisclosed location deep in the Appalachian Mountain Range, this is For the Broken. Hello everyone tuning in and welcome to For the Broken, a podcast dedicated to helping the lost and the broken. I'm Keith, your host. Today I'm here with Jeff, Jamie, and Kevin, the members of Six Hours for a Lifetime. Hi. Hey. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, so I think for our first episode, I feel, I feel like it'll be beneficial for us to learn more about the band and the events leading up to the creation of Six Hours for a Lifetime. Does that sound good deal? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. You might not like what you hear, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, first question I got is: So, have the three of you who met first? I yeah. guess me and Jeff. Yeah, me and Jamie met twenty plus years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember <clears throat> the exact date and time and all that, but it's been a while. It was in the summer of. 2001 I met Jeff at a mutual friend's house and I was in my pickup truck working on a CD player and Jeff said hey how you doing bud and I said well I'm fixing to lose my religion how are you doing and he said don't do that (laughs) that's a true story (laughs) and uh, from then on I was kind of in his back pocket and uh, I really found something in Jeff that was very very peculiar to me that I had never you know encountered with anybody else and uh, in my endeavors of trying to figure him out he we just become really good friends and we started playing music and one thing led to another and 20 years later here we are so yeah about a little over 20 years me and Jamie met started playing like he said and started just picking around in his upstairs bedroom where he was raised at, and uh, funny story, he says, hey man, I know this guy burning bass guitar up. <laughs> I know him real well. He said, I- I'm gonna reach out to him, see if he'd like to play with us. I said, all right, man, that's cool. So uh, <laughs> we get together for the first time, and, and it's a guy by the name of Gabe Scarberry, and he's there, we practice, we run through, well, we, we jam, we don't practice. Of course, we've not wrote. <clears throat> wrote no songs together. I've got the songs that I wrote before I met Jamie and he'd had a few songs that he'd wrote for me and him and met and Gabe's filling us out. Well, Jamie leaves the room. He says, I'm going to get a pop. Y'all want anything or something? I can't remember exactly what he had to do, but he he left, went downstairs and I looked at Gabe. I said, Gabe, how you doing, man? He said, good. I said, so how long you know Jamie? Don't know him. I said, <laughs> first time ever being around him. I said, are you kidding? He said, no. I said, I said, well, he told me he knowed you for a while when you was a killer bass player. That's a true story. Which I had heard, I had heard Gabe play before. In your defense? In my defense. I heard him play before and he was spectacular. Gabe was good. And, I had I I had conversated with him because he worked at shoe shop. He worked at shoe shop. <laughs> he sold you a pair of shoes. And, and I feel like I know. I mean, you buy a pair of shoes off a guy. You, you, you feel like you know him. I mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's a true story. Uh, we started playing, started jamming. Uh, 
before we know it, we was writing music together. Yep. Yeah. Yep. True story. <laughs> and then, you know, here we are all these years later, and then this guy shows up with a bass guitar. And he, he pretty much just is a godsend. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we, we would we would be so less fortunate without the addition of Kevin to what we do. And uh, I think Jeff had known Kevin for years, and neither one of them knew that they were musicians. Not a clue. <laughs> Never talked about it. No, not really. Just went and played ball tournaments with our boys, and we talked about baseball and everything else All other than time. other than music. <laughs> so yeah, and then you, I can't remember what you was talking about. You had to go. You was either coming down here or talking about something with Jamie. I just mentioned something to you about when you, you know, I, I play a little bit. And well, we're needing a bass player. Well. I mean, I don't technically play bass. I don't consider myself a bass player, but I can play it. So. He's, he's slapping the bass. <laughs> yeah. But actually, the first thing I sent you was Believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. sent you Believe. I said, hey, man, I said, uh, can you put a piano? Yeah, that's I, right. I, we, I've always envisioned this song with a piano. Can you play piano? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. you created a masterpiece. Yeah. It's to come. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, without Kevin, Kevin with us, we'd be, me and Jamie, we'd be lost right now. Kevin's a godsend. Kevin's has took the role of mastering our music and the songs that we've, we're starting out with, 18, 20-year-old songs. And, yeah, yeah, good stuff, uh, for sure. Kevin, music. Kevin, for sure, is a godsend. Well, while you're talking about that, uh, who writes most of the music in the end? The first few songs that we've chose to do, uh, it's a mixture of me writing and Jamie writing and me and him writing together. The, the first the first few songs. Um, most of the music composed, Jamie composed a lot of the music, uh, the lyrics. Normally I'd come, you know, with some lyrics and we'd sit down and just we'd, come together. We'd really play off of one another's ideas and uh, and Kevin now I mean I yeah. can't leave Kevin out of it now but years past you know me and Jeff would sit down and in just a few minutes and it, it's just it's kind of like it wasn't even us you know, and it's too uh, easy and I all and of course Jamie does too he can testify this we give we give the Lord all all the glory of it because we Without him feeding us these lyrics, feeding us these riffs, feeding us the flow of this music, then it wouldn't be possible to be um, writing the songs we're writing. Mm-hmm. No way, no how. The thing about the music that we that we're writing, it's kind of evolved from where we started that 20 years ago, and I'm curious to see what we end up with here oh, yeah. in, in the near future, especially with the addition of Kevin, because I can't say enough how phenomenal of a musician that Kevin really is and his understanding of just music theory in general it blows my mind and uh, this this will be a I think it'll be a, a good evolution of of an idea of years past and what he has to add to it it's, it's going to be something to, to witness I'm curious yeah. where we go from which we've we've, we've sat down and because it'll be different than, like, with right now, like you said, you guys wrote 
all this stuff. And you guys wrote, because that was one of the reasons I wanted to play with y'all. The first time I came down here, we sat down with just acoustic guitars. Sure. And I was like, man, these, these songs are no joke. Like, I just almost got goosebumps thinking about it, because it was, you guys wrote some phenomenal music. So with all the stuff we've recorded so far, it's been like, hey, Jamie does his guitar stuff and has everything down, and we get the lyrics, and or you got the lyrics and stuff down, and you guys have just kind of been like, hey, all right, this is kind of the idea of what the bass felt like when we played it before, and then I'd kind of go through and do that, and we'd add the drums and stuff to it, and now it's just going to be kind of, with everything new that we're doing, it's going to be a different, it's a different dynamic. I think it'll be easier, too. Yeah. Because um, without some measure of, of pain, there's no growth, and this has been painstakingly produced mm -hmm. over the past eight months and <laughs> a lot of late night phone calls yeah a, a lot of what do you think about this well i don't like that okay and then what do you think about this well i don't like that either i don't know how many songs you <laughs> sent back and forth like here check this out now we need to do this instead all right let yeah. me fix it we'll send it back to you again but you know thankfully kevin's patient and uh, this is going to be a, a this is going to be an exciting exciting adventure that we're embarking on well, counting the other night, we have counting the new stuff we've been working with, which some of it needs polished and worked on a little bit because obviously we ain't played it a lot. Um, we have 31 songs that we will be recording and releasing yeah. at different in intervals. So, uh, looking forward to see how it goes. Yeah. We're back here with Six Hours for a Lifetime, and speaking of the name Six Hours for a Lifetime, where'd you get it from? Like, where's it stem from? Well, we was back and forth with names. Of course, <laughs> well, um, we, we was back and forth on different names, and we'd come up with a cool name, and not, every, not just a name, but we would really think about the names we was going through, and, and every everything name, was taken. every name we would Google it, and sure enough, somebody had that cool name. Yeah. And and I was actually, I talked to Jamie and Kevin, and there's a song later on with a lyric that's written in the song, uh, mentioned six hours and of were, pure agony. Yeah. And them lyrics is in that song, and I told and I told Kevin James, I said, well, about six hours, and the night, and we went back and forth, and then when I told Kevin, Kevin, paused there for a minute. We was on the phone, and uh, and and Kevin says, six hours for a lifetime, just 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 float off his tongue, because he was thinking about. Because I explained to him what the six hours was, that Christ was on the cross for six hours uh, before he gave up the ghost. So he hung there for six hours. And he got thinking of the the spiritual side of it. Uh, he, he, he hung there for six hours for my lifetime. And when he said six hours for a lifetime, it was... Hey, six hours for a lifetime. That ain't bad. So we still went back and forth with it, and we Googled it immediately. Yeah. And we was, started doing that with yeah, everything yeah. we came up with. So we, uh, it wasn't taken. It was not taken. So we said, you know, this is, yeah. this is it. We're going with six hours for a lifetime. So that's what, there's how we chose the name. And like I said, the, 
the six hours that Christ hung on the cross, just imagine what he went through, first of all, and, and secondly, for everybody's lifetime, that your, your existence on this earth, he hung there for six hours and bore your sin for six hours for entire your entire lifetime, whether you live to be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years old, however old you live on this earth, he took your place for six hours. Not to mention the, all the bruise for our iniquity, wounded for transgression, chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes were healed. Not to mention all that, but theirs were six hours from the lifetime, pinned down, picked, and that's what it means. Yeah. Christ paid six hours of his life, his last dying breath, for your and I lifetime. Y'all yeah, going to hang No, I mean, I think that. I think that the relief that that I found <laughs> when Jeff said we submitted it, yeah. <laughs> dude, it was. And, a... and I, <laughs> I kind of, I pulled, I was at work and I, I pulled off on the side of the road and I sat there for a second and just the relief. I got out and I kissed the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I walked over and told the lady in the shop across the street, I was like, I'd just like to say thank you that we finally found her name. And she just looked at me and, no, but on a serious note, I mean, I think the name <laughs> itself speaks, you know, it's kind of our mission statement, really. Yeah. When you listen to the music, these songs are a depiction of times in our lives, whether we were doing well or doing poorly. I think that the the six hours for a lifetime, if, if you dissect it down to to its purest meaning, this is the meaning of life. This is the crucifixion is the story that we're trying to tell. Uh, and I think that if we stay true to to you know, seeking after God and and trying to to I guess unlock the mysteries of of what his grace and mercy really is. I mean, uh, the crucifixion itself is is absolutely the place that that we are trying to uh, stay true and and uh, I guess spread the good news of it and try to walk in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's important that y'all are doing this to try to lead others to walk in in it as well you know absolutely yeah that's that's the whole reason of this we're back here with six hours for a lifetime with jeff jamie and kevin and uh what i wanted to ask is how what made you guys want to become musicians in the end like what was like the main driving force that's a good question that's yeah. a that's i love i love music since i was a kid like I remember being three and four years old and you know singing Skinner and the Eagles and stuff with my mom and Elvis in Alabama and then I was about five years old I remember watching uh, <laughs> it was a Super Bowl with the 49ers and the Bengals and then right after that they switched it over to MTV I didn't have MTV we didn't have that kind of fancy cable stuff when I was growing up and 
I saw the video for uh, Paradise City, and I didn't know that's what it was at the time. I just saw the dude on there with the long hair and the glasses and playing guitar and all kinds of, and I was like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. I'm going to be that guy. And I just started playing guitar, finally talked my mom into getting me a guitar when I was about 15, and you know, I just went from there to learning. Uh, I sang, I've always sang since I was little, and my papa did, you know, gospel sings and stuff. And then uh, at church, I sang in choir and everything like that. And we went to uh, an apostolic church, so I would sit and I kind of taught myself how to play the drums just by watching the drummer there. And then that was why I was learning to play guitar and all that stuff. And then just learned about the bass guitar from playing the guitar itself and then I bought me a little book that showed me keys on a keyboard for piano and all that stuff to play songs that way and I'd started recording and stuff on my own when I was like 18 so it's just always been like I've always loved music and then once I started playing guitar and trying to write music more it's just been I mean it's in my DNA from here on out I'm never ever stopped playing so uh so kevin what would be like probably your favorite instrument out of everything you've played um i mean i'm most comfortable with the guitar playing guitar i love it like there's just something about it but my favorite and i wish i was better at it would be piano like, I, I love playing piano. I wish I was a lot better at it. I need to practice a little bit more, but I don't know. There's just something about it. It's just different. Sounds real like, uh, not magical. That's not the word. I mean, <laughs> kind of sometimes if you play it right, it's, yeah, it's it's just a, because you got your whole, the whole range of music from your low bass all the way up. And it's just, when somebody can really play piano, there's just something about it. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Uh, what about you, Jamie? I, I started play. I started playing when I was about six, uh, six or seven, and I was like Kevin. I, I went to uh, I went to church and watched the guys play. And uh, my my great uncle, which I stayed with him quite a bit through the summer months especially and uh, every time the church doors was open you know we were there and, and he was kind of like the song leader I guess and he played guitar and it was mostly bluegrass southern gospel that that sort of thing so I, I, my, my roots started I guess with with bluegrass and and I kind of evolved uh, MTV played a pretty big role in that <laughs> but uh, it's always been a, a part of life for me, and it's definitely been a way for me to kind of relay my emotions. It's a very good avenue to to be able to vent emotion, and uh, the sky's the limit. You you get out of it what you put into it, mm. and you know, this has been a lifelong journey for me. You know, as a guitar player always trying to learn and and trying to grow with it uh but it, it you know it started from it started from being in church and seeing the guys play and i've not always played 
Christian music, but uh, I'm glad I found my way back to it. And uh, please ask me what my favorite instrument is to play. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite instrument then? Trumpet. I love to play trumpet. <laughs> the trumpet? <laughs> Absolutely. What? Yeah, I played trumpet in high school. And uh, <laughs> even at night now, even even when I, every night, I've done it for so long. I play, I finger the scales on my pillow. <laughs> as I'm, That's how I fall asleep. I played trombone in sixth grade. Did you? I have a brass section now. We could do this. I mean, it's have a, a whole trump, trumpet <laughs> solo just in the middle of the song. Hey, I think Louis Armstrong is one of the greatest musicians that, that ever breathed air, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That came out of, like, complete left field, I knew honestly. Jeff. But I love classical music, too. Yeah. Like, I listen to classical music. Probably 50% of the music that I listen to is, is, is classical music. And uh, I'm inspired by all of it. It's a good way to be, kind of incorporate all kinds of music genres. All right, Jeff, your turn. <sighs> well, uh, well, what I guess started me to play music. I've always loved music. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't sing as great as I would love to sing, but I love to sing. Um, and I've always, I've always sang, you know, even when I was little in church, I'd sing, um, sang growing up. I remember singing with mom and dad us coming back from Sunday school and stuff. I always sang in the old hymns or some of the old Southern gospel, uh, songs during that era in time. But when we was little, I can remember mom playing the old records and the eight tracks of, uh, Waylon Jennings, uh, Conway Twitty, uh, uh, stuff like that, and we'd we'd sing along to all those old songs. As, as kids, I'm talking real little kids. But uh, as time went on, of course, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a kid in the '80s, and I love '80s rock. Uh, love love um, love all '80s rock. Um, obviously, my favorites, Gen R, because um, it was the best of that era, in yes, my sir. opinion. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the 80s rock fades out of the picture and then I'm in my teens and uh, and the 90s rolls around and and I hear a voice in a band that w- when I heard the album Nevermind uh, by Nirvana um, not only did it blow me away but it it um, it just fascinated me. It 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 drawed me, and I love '80s rock. But it it drawed me, and and then I started listening to some Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, um, that genre of music. Um, if you ride down the road with me, you're gonna hear probably one of the one or the other, most ninety percent of the time. But but saying that, it captivated me. Just that sound, the lyrics, the, the just everything. And with my Christian roots, um, love to sing. And I gave my life to the Lord on uh, August the twenty second of ninety nine. And 
I started going back to church and I wanted to play with the choir. I wanted to play, I wanted to sing, not only sing with the choir, but I wanted to learn how to play a guitar. So picked about, um, bought a guitar. Uh, actually, my mom paid for it because I was uh, out of work at the time because uh, my drug habit. But anyway, give my life to the Lord and um, started learning to play the guitar and prayed about it. And I just prayed, God, just give me, just just help me learn how to play this guitar and started playing it and when I learned the basic chords I would sit down late at night and and before I knew it I was writing songs I was writing I was writing Christian music uh, the way that that I felt it from my heart I believe everybody's got a song in their heart I believe everybody has a song in their heart and as I was inspired to write these songs, um, I was learning to play the guitar all at the same time. It was hard to imagine that, but it's the truth. And but uh, I play the rhythm guitar. I like that's about all I can play. Um, and I love to sing. But um, that's my background in music. And uh, I thank God that uh, he's uh, he's give us these songs and this music like Jamie said you it's a little mixture of everything and now with Kevin even the new music we've been working with Kevin it's it is you can't you can't put a finger on and say that sounds like this because you've got anything from southern rock to grunge to uh, like 80s rock uh, early 2000s early 2000s a little yeah. bit of tool sound you've yeah. got you've got a little variety of everything and I think that's what's going what's what makes it great you yeah, know but, you know not to take anything away from what we do but when you when you think about music and, and everyone should be open minded about this when they hear this because no matter how think of it this way no matter how fast that I beat a drum just a single drum just just take a snare drum for instance I can beat it 130 beats a minute I can beat it two beats a minute I can beat it 200 beats a minute and I've not said one word the drum has has no bearing in the message of the song mm -hmm. you can relay emotion with the with the music now that's a given but the the main thing about what we do is the message that we're that we're singing about and essentially these songs it's almost it's almost that we're preaching a message in in every song and uh, the key is to be open-minded with what we're doing and pay attention to the lyrics because yeah we we do have a different sound that's probably an understatement but uh, no matter how heavy that we play or how light, without the message, then the music is nothing. Uh -huh. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're good. But that's my background pretty much in music and what, I, what instrument I play. It's a guitar. It's all I can play. I tried to play the piano, but it's hard to do. voice is an instrument, buddy. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first... One of the first songs that I'd ever heard from that Jeff had written, 
because I'll be honest with you, when I first met Jeff, I really liked Jeff. And uh, uh, early on in the relationship, I'd heard him play. And to be honest, I was not that impressed. <laughs> True story. Not, not, that I say, not, that I'm, not that I'm any kind of great musician, but... I can't yeah, play guitar very well. When I, when I heard him, I thought, this is not going to work. And uh, I'll never forget it. We were on uh, we were on the creek bank. We were fishing, and uh, you had a guitar, and you said, "Look, listen to this song I wrote." And you you wrote, uh, you sang. Um, uh, I was wandering in a dead. He saved my soul. Saved my soul. Yep. You sang that, and I looked at you, and I was like, "Why have I not heard this before? This is this is great." And. Uh, all these years later, even now, if I sing at church by myself or, or go somewhere, I sing that song and I, and I tell people, I'm not going to do this justice, but the guy that wrote this, you know, he's a dear friend of mine, yada, yada, yada. But when you when you, when he played that song for me, I, I knew that there was something to what we were doing. I knew that, it was, that this was special. And uh, the way he goes through and writes, because... I've tried, like I've wrote songs, and I've tried to write gospel music and Christian music, and it just doesn't come out right when I'm writing lyrics, and it's just not, like I'm never satisfied with that, and then I come down here with y'all, and we sat down, and you guys started playing, and I was like, and it was not just one song here, one song, it was every song consistently was well written like that lyrically and I'm like you gotta be kidding me like this guy's a genius like that's, that's immediately what I thought and I'm sitting there like and I've known I've known Jeff at this point for years you know from ball and I'm like where you been hiding this at man like you didn't tell somebody that you're able to write lyrics this good and well, you know Jamie left me straining about 20 years ago well, <laughs> no, about 18 well in my defense I, I was figuring some stuff out it just it just took me twenty years to do it, but no, uh, I think Kevin's spot on. I mean, Jeff is definitely a poet. Nobody can deny him that. It's almost obnoxious, really, to a musician. <laughs> but, uh, How easy he comes up with lyrics. I, but at the end of the day, you know, and he'll agree with this too. Without without the inspiration of the scriptures, yeah. You know, there would be no oh, okay. there would be no six hours for a lifetime there would be no uh, yeah we, we can more we can get together and yeah. jam and, and it's all yeah. good it's all good fun but the message behind this and the the way that he can convey what the scriptures say through song it's second to none so we've went over almost everything about y'all how do you guys record your music? Like, where do you guys get together, or do you guys just record separately? Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little bit of both, because um, we've had some recording sessions here at Jamie's. Um, we also we also go through and we all record, you know, individually at, at our own houses and then we basically go through and everybody we got a google drive that we upload stuff to or they just send me 
files through text or 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 whatever and uh, go through and put everything together like for a while whenever we first started it was a little bit harder to get everything done until we kind of got the process figured out like we met down here a few different times right yeah and we'd go through and sit in there and, and record and now we've got it to where it's a little bit easier like Jamie can throw down his guitar track like the last one we did didn't we do uh, you guys sent me an idea of the beats per minute and I set up drums and then sent it to you yep. then you sent the guitar tracks back to me and then I took that and sent it to Jeff and while Jeff was doing the vocals I came up with a bass part and then you know so I keep like the main tracks and everything but we use scratch tracks to go through and try to get the idea of what's going on and then once we do that I get the bass part and everything figured out uh, he goes through and like Jamie may want to go through and redo a guitar or something or, or we we put the, the initial first track together so we'll go through and I'll get a little mix of it done the best that we can and then I'll send that back to them and see what they think and we'll nitpick here and there this thing that thing maybe we need to do this maybe the arrangement needs to be changed a little bit or something like that and then uh, we'll go back through and just it's just a back and forth a lot of sending stuff back and forth a lot of me sending over mixes that I think might sound okay and then us making adjustments on it like uh, with Believe one of the songs that one was the piano and stuff and it started off you had me do that and then you were like it's too slow speed this up uh, I mean just little things back and forth and most of the time most of the time it's not that hard we've had a couple issues with vocal tracks that we went back through and re-recorded different stuff like that if we don't get it right but that's the good thing about nowadays with the technology we have we can just go through and you know if I'm like hey Jeff this vocal track isn't you know full enough can you go back and re-record it send it back to me something like that well it's, I figured back then you only had like one shot oh, yeah. at that point and then, I was telling Jeff the first time I recorded I was even recording on a computer and I used I started recording because that was my whole th reason I learned how to play everything I could play because I was a songwriter I didn't have a band at the time so I wanted to write music and put all the instruments on it so I recorded with and you guys probably have zero clue what I'm talking about but it was a little it was a little microphone that you plugged into your computer microphone input in your sound card back then and it was probably about 12 inches long and it sounded absolutely horrible like and I just got my acoustic guitar up close to it and then sang into it and done everything else on the on the computer itself but compared to the stuff that we have now like because I use Logic Pro X uh, for recording stuff what's the one Ableton, Ableton. he yeah. uses Ableton but the good thing about it is I mean you just export things as wave files and stuff like that and then send it back and forth and doesn't really matter which which interface you're using with that yeah it's kind of yes. like as easy as pulling teeth these these compared to whenever we're <laughs> always talk about this how long did we spend on let me be <laughs> six months well i remember yeah. i remember i remember I that, that one that one email that i sent you no i, I uploaded it to google and i think i I put in the uh, title of 
I know that we all hate this song. No, what was it? <laughs> Let me be will be the death of all of us. Well, we've since figured it out and got it. It's going a lot smoother. It now. is. I've learned more about go faster. Yeah. Because I've always produced music. Some I've never, I mean, I've mastered a little bit, but, and I've never been that guy. But I have watched so many videos on YouTube and found so much great information that now, like, I'm creating my own templates for whenever we record so I can just drop stuff in. And it just, it's so much smoother now. Like Jamie said earlier, Kevin, it was just like Kevin was meant to be. We don't, all three of us don't believe in coincidence. Uh, no. It's like, it's just, he was meant to be part of this. And without Kevin, we wouldn't be doing this podcast probably today. Probably would be. I mean, all you have little faith, blow Kevin's head up. I mean, he's, he's all right. But I mean, <laughs> Well, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have taken it this far, though. We need to thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I didn't say any of it. (laughs) But it goes hand in hand, because with, I mean, anybody that mixes and produces music will 100% tell you, you cannot take crappy recordings and a crappy song and make it sound good. It just doesn't happen, period. So you guys have came up with great because everything that we worked on so far has been y'all's original stuff that I've just added bass lines to Mm -hmm. and or uh, drums whatever but I couldn't have taken that and made it sound good if every recording sounded like garbage if the composition and the song itself was just a bad song these are well written songs really well written you guys send me good material and it's just easier to work with and it go like i was saying it does go hand in hand y'all might say that if it not been for me well i wouldn't have taken what i'm doing to the next level because i mean i was okay but us having this music and me trying to figure out how to do this better and and getting the inspiration like we all said it's not me it's coming through him and it's it's just taking it to the next level where I'm doing stuff now with the producing and the mixing that I never thought I was capable of. Like, yeah, and it's phenomenal too. I mean, you've done a really, really good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we've talked about the band itself, how can people actually listen to it? What platforms will you guys be on? Some of the main ones, at least. Well, uh, we'll be on everything. Um, we're actually going to go through a website called DistroKid, and they're a distributor for music. So all your major platforms, um, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, it'll be on on everything. Uh, Pandora Radio, you'll be able to listen to it on that. So it'll be distributed. So I think it's over 150 different musical platforms. So everybody will get to listen to it on whatever they, they prefer. Um, we're going to do the same thing with the, the podcast and everything, too. We're going to put it on every platform that you can pull podcasts up on. So that way everybody is able to listen to it. And we try to reach as many people as possible because that's, that's the whole point behind it. It's not about us and, and what we get out of it. It's what we can give to everybody else and them in the right direction. And we'll have a, a, like a YouTube 
artist page and everything as well that people can go to. And, we'll, and a Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook page. I'm gonna get a website done so I can get all that added in and everything as well. The goal is, once we start uploading the music, uh, once every couple of weeks we're going Try to have a podcast on uh, the song that's re- that's been released. We're gonna start off with singles, releasing a few singles here and there. And the goal is initially to to release one full album with some of the singles that we we have released. Um, release it, and then release a full album. Um, Do you uh, have any plans after that? Right now, we have thirty-one songs. So the goal is eight to ten song albums. Uh, so. We're still writing music, and we're not going to stop writing music until we feel led to. But mm-hmm. uh, but once every couple of weeks, the song, the single that's released, uh, we're going to maybe dive into the message and kind of behind behind the lyrics of the song um, because these songs, the first songs that we're going to do is obviously 20 years old. It's the old material. We may throw a new song here and there. On the first album, we've been back and forth. We ain't nailed it down. We may throw one or two new, one of our newer songs that we've worked together on. Um, but the first few songs is going to be some of our older material, and it was just the message behind them songs, the time period in our lives. I was young, 20, in my early 20s. Jamie was in his late teens. Um, It'll be hopefully inspiration to uh, to to people that uh, to Christian people and uh, young Christians that's starting out with the Lord, you know, uh, and the lost, uh, and the lost, mm-hmm. of course. But uh, but just behind, kind of behind the music, so yeah. to speak, behind the lyrics of the music and the message behind the songs, um, which. As Jamie's emphasized, it's all about the message behind the songs. Yeah, the songs are structured good, the music's good, but but the words, um, without the word, we can't have life. Um, uh, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. So all the music's inspired from the word of God and things that we we was going through in that time period, these first few singles were releasing as tied lyrically to uh, the word of God and the things we was going through, so we're looking forward to that. Um, kind of a little bit of dirty laundry in there. Um, as a young Christian, people just want to throw in the towel when they when they make a mistake or they feel like they've let God down. But in all reality, God's grace is sufficient. When you're weak, He's strong. You just gotta uh, bear the chastisement of God, and um, and slowly but surely, He will get all unrighteousness out of you. The blood of His blood will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But um, if you give up, then then he can't help you through it, you know. And you'll look back, uh, uh, you know, you'll look back at the things you made mistake early in life, and you're like, shoot, I battled that for no reason, you know. Uh, I, it is true, I, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, you know. You just gotta keep your faith, keep believing that past, present, and future sin. He cast your sin far as to east to west. Never be brought up in remembrance against you. That's the key to it believing that faithfully believing that because you walk away from your faith believing that then you're back in darkness but as long as you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus believing in the cross believing that he nailed your sin to the cross at Calvary till the day you die and slowly pressing towards the mark of the high calling 
the race is not to the swiftest, but he that endureth to the end. But we fight, as Apostle Paul said, not one that beateth the air. We run the race to obtain first place because only one wins the prize in the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, the message uh, in the songs is great. Um, the songs, the structures of the song, uh, I think they're great. Um, um, looking forward to it. And that's, that's the plan upcoming weeks. And we'll see how it goes. Thanks for joining us today and make sure to check out Six Hours for a Lifetime on Facebook to follow along on updates and release dates. And until next time, this is Keith. You've been listening for The Broken featuring Six Hours for a Lifetime. See you next time where we discuss Six Hours for a Lifetime's first single, Elijah. <laughs>